Hey everyone, Patrick here. I am so excited our series, The APAM Conversations, was named a finalist for the second annual Signal Awards. To celebrate this, and as part of our campaign to try and win this thing, over the next 10 days, I am re-airing the series in its entirety. I hope you enjoy revisiting these incredible conversations I have with these amazing guests, and if it's your first time listening, welcome. I hope you enjoy them as well. After you listen, please cast your vote. You can find the link to do so in the show notes on IG at Conversation Pod Piece or by going to our website, conversationpeacepod.com. Without further ado, here are the APAM Conversations. Hey everybody, welcome to Conversation Peace with Patrick Armstrong. I am the titular Patrick, and this is a show where my guests and I discuss what piece or part of the conversation we aren't talking about, but should be. Special shout out to all my returning listeners, and a high five and hello to everyone joining us for the very first time. Thank you so much. The month of May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, or APAM, and is meant to celebrate and reflect on the history and peoples that make up our beautiful diaspora. As part of that reflection, this month, I'll be sharing nine conversations with friends and folks I greatly admire in the community as we discuss those missing pieces of the Asian American conversation, what we know, what we might not know, and what we can do about it. These are the APAM Conversations. My guest today is an adopted Chinese-American, disabled, non-binary advocate, speaker, and writer with over 100,000 followers on TikTok. Soon to be traveling the U.S., they plan to spread joy wherever they go. It is my honor and privilege to welcome August Rocha to the show. August, how are you doing today? I am well. How are you, Patrick? I am doing well as well. Thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time to have this conversation with me. It really means a lot. Oh, thank you. You say it's an honor. It's an honor for me. (laughs) (laughs) We will share in that honor together as we move through this conversation. Um, Before we dive into the question and the topic at hand, I know I introduced you just a little bit, but I didn't know for people who may be listening and may not know who you are, if you wanted to introduce yourself just a little bit more. Sure, absolutely. Um, Well, I'm a kid who got adopted into a family in Wisconsin from China, Uh, started making TikToks and started working (laughs) freelance, ended up working freelance for NASA. I'm having a great time. I'm about to uh, go traveling with my partner um, and we're going to film all of it for everyone to watch um, uh, for social media. It's going to be great. but uh, really, I think we got to know each other through LinkedIn because uh, yes. you're such an amazing <laughs> presence oh. on LinkedIn <laughs> and everywhere else. Uh, talking about what it's like to be adopted, uh, which is how I found you anyway. Um, and uh, that's that's really uh, what what brings us together. And I'm so glad that we have <laughs> we've become friends. A hundred percent. And yes, it was LinkedIn. I was going to say that I feel like I was put on to your work um, by somebody else in the adoptee community, but it was actually had nothing to do with adoption. It was specifically like just detailing your whole story going through, particularly on TikTok and seeing just the way that you carry that over into LinkedIn um, and 
share that story in a space that's not historically known for being a place where we talk about ourselves and how that affects our everyday lives was really (laughs) incredible. And honestly, like a big inspiration for what I do on that platform specifically. Um, I take a lot of inspiration from you and the work that you do and just the way that you share vulnerably, but also from this place of that lived experience that I don't have. And it really helps to shape and inform my worldview and also inspires me to be able to have those types of tough conversations in a place that, you know, doesn't always seem to be welcoming to those types of things. So thank you for doing what you do and for um, being on this journey and sharing it with all of us. Oh, Patrick, thank you so much. That's so kind. (laughs) You are so, so welcome. So, so deserving of it. And before we dive into the conversation again, where in the whereabouts in the U.S. are you traveling or maybe where are you going to get started at? We're going to start in California. Okay. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, from there, uh, well, California is a big old place. So right. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of California to explore, but there's also, uh, the entire United States and wherever else we will be invited, uh, if they'll have us. Amazing. Well, cannot wait to be able to follow along with that. And we'll share whatever we might be able to share of that and where to find you and follow you with that here at the end of the show. So let's go ahead and dive in again. I said at the top, this whole series is about addressing those missing pieces of the conversation around Asian America, specifically the things that we don't talk about or aren't really talking about, but should be having uh, or should be involving more in these conversations that we have. So I want to ask you, what do you think that missing piece or part is that we need to be having more conversations about? Uh, absolutely, I would say uh, supporting the queer community as well as the disabled community. Um, one of the things that I noticed when um, I started uh, making TikToks and things mm-hmm. was um there's not a ton of representation out there for people who are disabled and also maybe queer and Asian American. And it's like, we're out here. We are absolutely (laughs) out here. It's just, where's the representation? Come on. So I, I, you know, uh, one of the things that I'm hoping to do is, is be, that (laughs) if that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense as somebody who sits at the intersection of all of those things and not even considering the fact that you're adopted as well but sits at the intersection of multiple identities you know i think in a lot of conversations i've been having recently it's like the more identities we inhabit the more marginalized we can become because it's like how do we make space for all of that you know we're just trying to see you as asian or i'm just trying to see you as adopted or whatever the case is how have you found yourself navigating not only being at the intersection of all of these different things but like you said trying to uncover the places where representation actually exists for those communities that you come from Great question. Um, I would say for me, I had to get over a lot of uh, ego and um, sort of bitterness that I had built up. You know, you know what it's like to be fucking bullied. Sorry, can I say that? You (laughs) You absolutely can. Uncensored, (laughs) uncensored podcasts. (laughs) You know what it's like. You know what it's like to be, you know, called terrible things and told terrible things and told that, you know, 
that you'll be alone forever and that no one will ever care for you or love you and that your life is pointless all because of 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 what <laughs> you you know you your your culture where you come from where your family comes from where where you were adopted from mm. wild wild things and so to not become bitter i think that so that that's a superpower and 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 frankly i did not have that superpower and i i i was so bitter for so long and sometimes i'm still bitter about these things but you, 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 can't, you can't always be bitter you can't always be bitter about it otherwise they'll eat you alive otherwise you will start to see signs of 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 yourself lashing out in ways that are just not who you are and not attached to any of the beautiful parts of you that should survive all of that stupidity and trauma. Um, and so um, I've done a lot of work to get rid of a lot of, I don't know, hatred and, and grumbliness towards other people that doesn't need to exist um, and I think that, um, a lot of us do, a lot mm -hmm. of us have to, in order to exist in the society, in order to carry on because, you know, unfortunately bullies live and grow up into adults, uh, and can bully you at any age, at any mm -hmm. place. And, you know, in the workplace, I know a lot of people listening to this know that, um, and uh, so to to realize that all of that bullshit has nothing to do with you, has nothing to do with who you are and what makes you a beautiful, wonderful, whole person. Um, it has nothing to do with you. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I can totally resonate, as you said, with the the bullying aspect of it, especially growing up in a predominantly white community and, and in a non-Asian family and a white family and trying mm -hmm. to navigate what that looks like and not knowing how to stick up for yourself or articulate what you're going through. And then internalizing all of that and that going from external bullying to then self bullying where you like self-loathing and you're, and you're rejecting your identity as I did for a long time. And like you said, you know, you have to do a lot of work to kind of climb out of that or reclaim those things that you lose in that process. And it's hard. It's like, it's really, it's really difficult work. Um, I guess my next question is a two-parter specifically for our community. One, what advice or what would you share with someone who like yourself is going through this feeling of isolation, this feeling of, of not being enough, particularly as they sit at the intersection of, of multiple identities and two, what would you say, or, or, or how, what would you share with our community, our Asian community that does not inhabit these, these identities in terms of how do we need to be talking about these things more, making sure that we are including and, um, highlighting these identities, these voices in the conversations that we're having? Uh, I'm going to start by saying that to anyone who's going through it in that way, that they're um, so 
angry and pent up with rage and hurt and they don't know what to do with those feelings specifically in our community uh you're, you're not alone you're not alone. uh and i know that we're so encouraged to stay alone that we're discouraged from you know mental health care that we're discouraged from asking for help in general uh, yes. friends and family yes uh, <laughs> we're discouraged from uh uh actually actually a lot of times we're discouraged from making a sound <laughs> because that way it would bring dishonor upon anyone we're related to right but you're not alone oh my god you're not alone you're not even close to alone uh <laughs> There's so many people going through it in the same way that you are. And that is not to be invalidating. That is to be, uh, that is to tell you that you are not the only one going through this, that you are not so isolated that no one will ever understand you. No one will ever love you, that that is not true. That you're not just some <laughs> fuck up. You're <laughs> worth it. That your life has value, that you're more than this. All of this bullshit that's been put on you and all this anger. That you can heal from this, but there's hope. Mm. There's hope for you. That's what I would say. I love that. Um, as for the other question, oh God, uh, why is it so hard? Well, <sighs> Yeah, as I kind of just listened, there's so many things, societal factors against us. Uh, it, you know, not to mention, you know, the, the ways we could be raised, you know, especially, you know, like you or I adopted and mm, uh, yeah. mostly PWIs and such. And, um, and I, I wish I had a nice solution for this i wish i could tell you the answer that would just solve all of this um well where I do we think, where do we start i guess yeah, yeah 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 that's what i was just thinking i was like man i you know if there if there are any adoptive parents watching this, <laughs> i'm serious <laughs> i'm serious uh but also if there are any adopted kids watching this, if there are any people who are adoptees who are watching this, who are young, uh, especially, I would say um, that your mental health so much, just as much, if not as much, if not more than your physical health, and that all of the feelings that you feel, you know, being randomly triggered by, by, um, by, uh, what's it? Uh, what were you saying? Was it the Mandalorian or is it, was it the other uh, show? Oh, Andor. Andor. That triggered yes. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, just like shit like that, like that, that happens to us. And who do we have to talk about it? Each other. Sure. We have each other, you know? Um, when when things happen to us that <laughs> are hard to explain and hard to 
have other people understand we have each other and um i guess i i would repeat what i just said which is that no one is alone in any of this and that you can always ask for help there's always community to be had there are always people out there who are good um and that there's hope i don't know how to fix the problems that we have with um people trying to tell us that our mental health is unimportant or people um society telling us that we are you know just stereotypes mm-hmm. but um i guess what i'm trying to do is be that in in my life and i guess sure. attest to this as well that that just by existing by radically existing as we are and being the people that we are and being who we were meant to be because it was so unexpected and so fought against by society that hey look we made it you know we're here right. we exist and that maybe by being on social media and maybe other stuff we can inspire others to continue existing a hundred percent i i love the message of hope i also love this i the idea of the importance of validation in our lived experience. And also the fact that we are all, or not we, but people who are experiencing these things are going through this together in a way, even though it feels very isolating, even though your own journey, your personal journey can be very lonely, especially when you find yourself in isolation in multiple different ways. And it sounds like a lot of this advice too, not even for adoptees, but especially uh, for those who fall into, who who come from the queer community, who come from the disabled community, who, who deal with the, who will live in these other identities and inhabit these other spaces, um, that they should be living that way as well, like living into their full truths. And I think that's really hard when, the broader community of who we generally look like doesn't isn't willing to engage in that conversation. And mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of this starts with just seeing, just seeing and listening mm-hmm. to folks who who have those lived experiences. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, I would also say that, um, you know, we, we create, a better future mm. by the concept, the idea of young people who are Asian American, who are, you know, maybe they have a disability or maybe they're queer, maybe they're different, existing happily, living their best life in the future. God, that's a bright future, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's it's us modeling what it means to live and at least attempt to thrive in our who we are in our existences because we did not have those models for us growing up or if we did they were obscured from our vision um for a lot of us even if we weren't adopted but just depending on where we grew up i feel like a lot of these people who we could look up to who it who 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 shared in a lived experience um we just didn't see. So who is there anyone in particular who helped you, who you saw 
when you started to live into your identity to share your story on TikTok um, that really resonate, like their story, their message resonated with you, helped you do what you are now helping others to do? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, you know who? Okay. And you met him, David, sir. Mm, yes. Because he was making TikToks and he was doing phenomenal. And I was like, holy shit, look at this Asian dude go, you know? And he was doing great. And he had, you know, a whole, you know, plan set out. And he had like, you know, the posing stuff going on. And and the, what, what, what was amazing about it is he brought himself and his joy and his mm. heart. Such a such a big heart, you know? And and that's what the internet needs more of. Yes. <laughs> Heart. And so, Heart. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, to see someone like that succeeding and seemingly happy, you know, uh, is like, wow, that's holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes those holy shit moments sometimes to see when you see that. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's possible. Absolutely. It's possible for me to do this. Like if they're doing it, why can't I do it? Yeah. You know? And that's what I love about David is like, he really does bring his whole self to yes. his work, but then, and, and not, and, and just that joy, that joy that radiates out of what he's doing and why he does it. And the way he communicates is, is powerful. It's a, another inspiring person. And yeah, it was a, a huge privilege to be able to meet him and do a little bit of posing. Very cool. Um, <laughs> Speaking of like seeing an Asian person exhibit joy as another Asian person and be like, I can do that too. There's this, there's a bunch of people who are not Asian or Asian American who are also not having these same conversations that we need to be having, talking about some of these things that we're talking about right now. Mm. What, how do, how do people outside of our community make sure that they're including queer Asians, disabled Asians, adopted Asians in that, in their knowledge of what, me, what it means to be Asian American or what they know of the Asian diaspora, how do they make sure that they're including all of these things, all of the different parts and pieces, um, in that conversation when they're participating in it? Right. Right. I've, uh, I don't know if we've said this before, but you know, uh, a lot of times, um, uh, People who are American will see people like me as just Asian, you know, mm. or people like you just seeing us just right. be like, oh, they're just Asian. And 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 us being like, no, 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 we're we're Asian American, so we have both parts. And and them maybe understanding that with that comes the Americanness that we we grew up here you know uh yeah the the just like their kids you know we <laughs> grew up with their kids you know so uh, it it's um i would say uh i hope that people who are listening who um are not of the asian american diaspora know that you know those of us who are um have so many parts to us <laughs> just mm. like any other person you know so many parts to us that make us who we are um 
so many parts uh, that are American and so many parts that are Asian and so many parts that are both. I love it. Um, seeing our being seen in, in our full humanity is I think a, a, a running topic of this series, but just a running topic in my life. Um, it's like, it's especially over these last three years, uh, like leaning into storytelling, understanding how to tell my own story. And then the privilege of being able to hear someone like yourself's story or just anybody else's story, you know, like, and I'll, what comes with that is, I, I wish that I were seen before, or I'm glad that I was seen then, or I'm glad that I'm being seen now, you know, it has a lot to do with, okay, I can be myself and Mm. people will see that and recognize that. And it's like, it's also giving people the benefit of the doubt that they will do that. And understanding that if, when people don't meet or see your humanity or validate your lived experience, that you are well within your personal rights to put those boundaries up, to protect yourself in order to continue to move forward, reaching for that joy, reaching for that thriving state that we all want to be in, you know, that we all deserve to live in. Yeah. And so I really appreciate you saying that. I think, I think it's so important to name. And again, that's another piece of the top or conversation we don't talk about very much either is just naming when we're not seeing our humanity or how we can even in within the diaspora kind of invalidate or erase someone's humanity just because we are fighting for representation or whatever it might be. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't also contribute to harmful behavior going Mm -hmm. forward, particularly within our own communities. And so I think a lot of what you're sharing and a lot of what you've shared today is so important for us to hear because we have to constantly be reminding ourselves of that, of that we need to be interrogating how we are approaching others out within the world, not only outside, but within our communities um, because we want to have people approach us in the same way that we would expect to approach other people, um, which hopefully is seeing that full humanity. So I have just a couple more questions for you. Um, The first one people, this is another kind of big question, but people feel a lot of different way about heritage months. Um, I've wrote about heritage months. And so I want to ask, do you celebrate Asian American heritage month? And if not, or if so, are you and you're comfortable? Would you mind sharing why or why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I didn't know we had one <laughs> until <laughs> probably <laughs> two years ago, and I was like, "Holy shit, we have one! <laughs> we have a bug!" Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So initially, I was very excited. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I think uh, the the concept gives a lot of hope to people who don't have hope. So I'm thinking mm. of the kid in, you know, who knows where, middle of nowhere, uh, America, who's Asian American, and they don't have hope, and 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 having a month to be like, oh wow, my life, maybe it kind of matters, or maybe maybe my heritage isn't like the bane of my existence. <laughs> maybe mm, yeah, something that's gonna get me beat up every day when I'm an adult. Maybe sure. maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's not all that bad. Maybe it's something to be celebrated. Um, so I see that side. Uh, of course, there's the other side. <laughs> you know, right. um, I 
that's that's kind of the spirit that I was celebrating in in the past two years. Um, this year, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> sure. Well, I think it's it's we talked a lot of you've talked a lot about mental health in this episode as well and how important mm-hmm. that is and how we're often we're silenced into not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and May is also Mental Health Awareness Month as well. So I think that's an interesting intersection there for us as Asian Americans, especially going through as a collective the past three years of the pandemic of trauma, like both physical and non-physical assaults on Asian bodies specifically and thinking about how okay it's it's okay to ask for rest it's okay to be angry it's also okay to go after the joys in your life and and find that for yourself find that i don't want to call it cocoon but find that that platform of safety i guess i'll call it a platform. <laughs> that platform that you can step onto and feel like okay i'm here and, and i feel okay here where you can address the things that you need to address with yourself and then hopefully show back up as your full self when in the community in whatever fight that you feel like is the one that you want to step into mm. and so i think that's I, I think it's important and i think it that too shows the multiple truths holds the multiple truths that a heritage month can hold in that. Yes, we should be able to celebrate us. And yes, we should be able to feel our own full humanity. And also why are we siloed to just one month? Why are we not talking about these things in June and August and May or wait in April, (laughs) whatever it might be, you know, thinking about all these different uh, things. So again, appreciate all that you've been naming here in this conversation. And so leading us to our very final question, how do we, how do I, how do our listeners and our audience support you moving forward? If anyone who's watching has uh, been following me for a while, uh, they know that my life's been in a huge transition. Um, and uh, I usually would um, say that... Um, well, no, I think I will. I think I'll just say that uh, I'm going to be going on a grand adventure. And um, it's uh, it's not just because um, it's going to be fun, but it's also because it's kind of out of necessity at this point. Um, my living situation isn't safe. And uh, there are other circumstances that make it unsafe for me to be where I am currently. So um, I will be uh, going to California soon. And I hope that people will want to watch and and, uh, hang out and uh, see what that's like. And for anybody who does not follow you currently, who is about to start following you, um, they're going to see that in the show notes. But can you let us know where specifically we can follow you at in, sure. in this particular journey? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's with love August on TikTok, with love underscore August on Instagram. Love it. Got to ask, did the with love August handle already taken on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I just, I just realized that you don't have the underscore in the TikTok one. And right. like, the, uh, the, the handles, the handle game. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. Um, for everybody out there, if you have 
the opportunity if you're if you resonated with anything that august has shared with us here make sure you go and follow them um and support them as they go on this journey it's uh it's gonna be insightful and it's gonna be a chance for us to watch someone from our community do something a grant go on a grand adventure and a chance for us to support them and and the opportunities that they have going forward from here so august thank you so much for sharing that thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared here on this episode and for saying yes and being a part of this series the apam conversations um it really really means a lot to me and i know it means a lot to the people listening here and i really honestly can't thank you enough Thanks, Patrick. You are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome. And again, listeners, you can find links to everything that August and I talked about right here in the show notes. If you want to find and follow us on Instagram, you can do that at Conversation Pod Piece. And if you feel so inclined to leave a rating or review on whatever podcast player you're currently listening to this on, we would greatly appreciate it. Lastly, if you are interested in supporting the show in any way, feel free to hop in my DMs or visit my website, patrickintheworld.me. Until next time, I'm Patrick Armstrong, and this has been Conversation Peace. Thanks, August. Thanks.